my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars. What a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars. Welcome back to the Blockade Runner podcast. Uh, John here to introduce our first ever, maybe first annual Star Wars holiday podcast. Uh, I love Star Wars. I love the holidays. And while I certainly indulge in Star Wars when it's not the holidays, I really can't celebrate the season without lots and lots of Star Wars. So I'm um, pretty excited to be putting this episode together, celebrating the connection between the two. Um, hopefully this will be a good show to listen to while you're hanging your X-Wing ornaments on the tree, or I guess maybe just like relaxing by the fire over a holiday break, some Christmas lights. Uh, uh, there in the background. Um, but uh, what we're going to do is, is for this episode is, is feature clips from one of my favorite ever pieces of Star Wars media, which is Christmas in the Stars by Miko, um, which, by the way, if you're listening to this um, and this album isn't one of your favorite holiday traditions, I seriously suggest you correct that situation um, because it's really fantastic and uh, really fun. Uh, anyway, alongside clips from Christmas and the Stars, we're also going to cut in some discussion between um, Kevin and I of a few of our favorite holiday-related Star Wars memories. So before we jump into our first set of clips, um, I have to share a couple of super interesting facts about the album with you. Uh, I wish I could claim to be like one of the foremost experts on Christmas and the Stars. I mean, I'm like one of the foremost fans, I think, because I seriously really, really love this album. Well, um, I'm just grabbing this information from the Wikipedia page for the most part. Uh, though I will say that most of the best stuff there comes from a Force.net interview with Miko. So um, thanks to them for digging up that information and I'll definitely uh, link to it in the show notes here. So Christmas in the Stars was recorded and released in November of 1980, and apparently it was actually meant to be the first in a series of annual Star Wars holiday albums. Um, this revelation in terms of the whole what could have been department is right up there for me with finding out George Lucas asked Lawrence Kasdan to co-write the prequels with him, which uh, Kasdan declined, of course. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I can't I can't believe that there was uh, going to have been more of these Star Wars holiday albums, which would have been which would have been great. But, uh, you know, maybe someday. Anyway, uh, the album did come out in November of 1980 and uh, it charted on Billboard and I think it was an instant Christmas classic, uh, at least for me even though I wouldn't be born for two more years from then, but it's a Christmas classic for me now for sure. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to clips from the first couple of tracks, Christmas in the stars, bells, 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 and the odds against Christmas. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, Lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. ask a question like that. Of course I'm getting ready for Christmas. It's all right here on my list. I've got mistletoe and holly. I've got peppermints and lollipops and 20 different kinds of chocolate bars. Everyone will be delighted. Even I am quite excited getting ready for Christmas in the stars. Christmas in the stars. 
Yes, Otto, of course it's terrific, but there's more. Everyone will have a cookie. I bought extra for the Wookiee. I just hope that everybody can be here. If they all have marked the date, and if none of them is late, we'll have our greatest of Christmases this year. Is that droid floating? Because he is wearing hover skates. Take those off, R5 Tor. You're supposed to build the toys, not play with them. If they're not ready by Christmas, as Claus will be furious. I agree, R2. We had better help them. Oh, perhaps Chewie can help too. Watch out, R5 Tor! Stars. What a merry Christmas this will be! Christmas in the stars, out among the stars! What a merry, merry Christmas! A very merry Christmas this will be! Silly friend is the sound of bells. Bells, bells, bells. The thing they do is ring. What bells, 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 bells. What happy thoughts they bring. Bells of every kind and sort. Bells to play and bells for sport. Chiming what the hour is now. Or they'll lead you to a cow. I was afraid you'd ask what is a cow. Bells, bells, bells. Make such a merry sound. Bells, 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 when Christmas comes around. Bells, when snow begins to fall. Bells, when friends begin to call. Bells, when love is in your heart. Bells, when Christmas carols start. In each and every land where peaceful harmony dwells. You will hear. Loud and clear. The thunderous, wondrous sound. So ten feet tall. Bells that sparkle in your eyes, every color, every size. Speaking languages with ease. In a breeze, they're Japanese. You know what Japanese are.
odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Christmas, you see, could have easily never ever begun. The odds against Christmas being Christmas against love being born at all were so very large that all of the rod should seem terribly, terribly small. You have to remember when you're in December that you're at the close of a year. What would you have done if time had run out before Christmas was here? I'd like to point out that the odds against adding an extra month are 92 million to three. You cannot put locks on all the clocks or chain Father Time to a tree. But whatever the odds this time of year, humans should never complain. Whether caught in the crush of a Christmas rush, or the snow, or the sleet, or the rain, Whole galaxies in distant worlds would change places with any of you because you have a day when love came to stay though it nearly didn't come true The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1 Anthony Daniels is obviously all over this album, and he's, of course, brilliant on these first couple tracks. Uh, I think anytime you want to be sure something feels like real Star Wars, sprinkling in a little legit 3PO does the trick um, with some R2, too, of course, and there's some good R2 on this album as well. Uh, I'm hoping listening to this podcast gives you a good taste of the album, but you really need to go check out the full songs as there's plenty of great dialogue, little skits that lead in and out of the songs. And uh, the first few tracks actually really kind of like weave together with this little narrative from 3PO about out bells and you know what would have happened if uh if if christmas had never come and uh, you know these like cute little funny stories from from uh 3po so um but before we jump back into some more music let's let's hear from kevin about some of his memories with star wars toys from the holidays uh star wars toys are really big for me when i was a kid I had an older brother who was three years older than me, and I was born in 1979. He was born in 76. So he and all his friends were sort of uh, really into Star Wars and, and some of my earliest memories. Well, I wouldn't say my brother was really into it. He was, he was kind of into it like any kid that age would have been. But um, when I was really young, I remember really looking up to, you know, older, older kids, my cousin and some other people who were into Star Wars and seeing the toys and the things and always being a little jealous of them. And one specific memory I had has to do with Christmas because my brother was a, a probably, I believe, a Cub Scout in elementary school. And I, this is, I was probably four years old, probably around the time Return of the Jedi came out. And, uh, and uh, I remember we went to this Cub Scout Christmas party and they had a gift draw for all of the kids who were part of it. And uh, my brother was sitting next to me. I was sitting in my mom's lap. And I remember my brother opened his gift and it was... It was uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, Hoth in Hoth gear, you know, the full snow gear. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, I, I wanted it so badly um, and, and he had it. And I remember feeling very jealous and very sad. And then my, all the other kids were opening stuff and there was a lot of Star Wars stuff. And it was just these little action figure gifts that all the kids were getting. It wasn't a big deal. But 
it was a big deal to me. And and I remember my my mom pulled out another wrapped present and said, I got something for, for you too, Kevin, because I was at this at this event, but I wasn't part of the troop or anything. Right. So so anyway, my mom pulls out this present and there's this whole consolation present for me. I'm super excited and I open it and it's an Ewok coloring book, <laughs> which I'm saying this now thinking like, I really wish I had that coloring book. That really sounds awesome. But my reaction at the time was to look over at my brother's action figure and then look at this Ewok coloring book and then just burst into tears immediately and throw like, I don't know if I threw a full blown tantrum, but I totally burst into tears. My mom couldn't figure out what was wrong. Like, you don't like those guys or something. And of course I love the Ewoks, but action figures were magical to me, especially Star Wars ones at the time. And I was just a little disappointed with the the concept of a coloring book. But, uh, but, um, I remember getting home and started coloring in it and I felt better. And I, and I started to feel a little bit guilty about, about the mini tantrum I threw, but well, and I'm sure he must have let you play with it and stuff too, right? Because, I mean, you guys are brothers. You're going to share your toys. Oh, that that became mine probably okay. a year later. My brother did not really play with toys, yeah. and I always did. I was always really into toys. I could sit there for hours and play with action figures. Yeah. My brother never really got into it, so that did become mine. Very. And then, of course, you must have received some Star Wars gifts of your own that Christmas too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember I got an Ewok stuffed animal, which I loved. I remember I got some other uh, figures that I loved. Because you were born born in 79, right? So that like that Christmas would have been a good time for you to be receiving, you know, gifts under the tree, Star Wars style. Jedi was the movie where the marketing was really aimed towards me. The whole thing was for me. I mean, I was four years old when Jedi came out. So that was important. Well, because I was born in 82, so there wasn't really ever much out in terms of Star Wars toys, like maybe that Power of the Force line that was out in the mid-80s or something like that. But So I would have been like four or five years old, but that was about it. But you would have been receiving probably lots of Star Wars Christmas presents when you were, you know, a little bit younger, like um, more than I would have. Oh, absolutely. I remember going over to my grandma's house that, that same year, and my cousins, who were all the same age as me, we all got... Uh, all f- four of us all got the Jabba the Hut playset, where Jabba sits on his little uh, uh-huh. it, uh, whatever you call it, and there's like a little trap door under it, and you can you can put Luke down under it. Yeah, uh, I remember thinking that was amazing. That was a toy that I played with for years. We have a scarf for Skywalker, right? Yes. And perfume for the princess. Yes. Yes. What about Han Solo? Couldn't we get him here, Mom? That leaves one big problem. Christmas when he 
So those two songs, um, R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Has a Comb, were actually my first uh, introduction to uh, Christmas in the Stars because I was at an antique mall um, when I was a teenager, and I found the 45, the 7-inch single featuring uh, both of those songs. So I think um, What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas was the A-side, and R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas was the was the B-side. And I saw that and I had never heard of the album and I was just like super excited and thought it was hilarious and grabbed it and, uh, you know, listened to it a, a bunch of times that that Christmas. And um, it wasn't until years later when I actually tracked down the the full the full album. But um, great, great little tunes there. Um, pretty funny song. What do you get? What do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he when he uh, already has a comb. I mean, you get him, you get him peace and love and understanding, obviously. So uh, maybe a little nod to Elvis Costello there. I don't know, but, uh, but uh, a wonderful Christmas message, right? So, and then uh, as you're listening to that, uh, or as you did listen to that clip of R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. If you, um, if you were hearing echoes of like wanted dead or alive or like bed of roses or something, you know, in the back of your mind, it's because John Bon Jovi is actually singing lead vocals on uh, R2-D2 Wish You Merry Christmas. And actually, uh, I believe he, he sings, um, backing vocals throughout the album as well. And, uh, his, his cousin, Tony Bon Jovi, who I'm not as familiar with as I am with John Bon Jovi. Um, he co-produced the album with, uh, with Miko. So, uh, it's, uh. It's a, a memorable album because it's a wonderful Christmas gift that uh, Lucasfilm and Miko gave to us, but also because it gave us the gift of uh, John Bon Jovi. It, it launched his career. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to a couple more cuts here from Christmas in the Stars. We'll, we'll check out uh, a bit of Sleigh Ride and Merry Merry Christmas. What do you mean, Arthur? That noise is singing, you silly bucket. you how to sing. Well, I don't know if I cannot. You see, it's rather complicated. But perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. You see, there's a kind of sound you won't find in your mem. Recall, when you add a note to one, you sound it just before, and another one after that, and then another three or more. And suddenly you are singing notes galore. Oh no, Artu, it's more. There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody, and another person sings along in harmony. It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound grand. These difficult things are the things you never will understand. If you could only get them and try and see through. Just get your circuits buzzing on, you have a present will do. If you can get them ringing, then we all will be singing with you. Now sing, Artu. 
that's a good stop, but try putting the notes where they belong. Again. Good, that's much better. But never give up till you know that you're singing a perfect song. We know that you can do it. Merry, Merry Christmas, have a Christmas with glee. Here's a little toy, any girl or boy certainly would love to see. Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to who? Take a guess, yes, yes. Merry Christmas to you. Here is a baseball that throws itself. If you've been good this year, it may appear on your toy shelf. Do we have the data on what to get the Wookiee this year? He already has a comb, you know. Yes, we have finally computed the perfect gift. Here it is, a brush. Perfect. Merry Christmas to you. Here's a toy robot that goes to sleep. Can you believe the way he does it is by counting sheep? One sheep, two sheep, three sheep. Merry, Merry Christmas. Have a Christmas with glee. Eighty-three. Eighty-three is when Jedi came out, right? Jedi came out. Yeah. Yep. So then, uh, the next one I have is a little different era. It, it would have been nineteen ninety-three. Ten years later, I I got the THX VHS tapes for my for Christmas, and so did a couple of my friends. And I remember that that winter break, I was probably a freshman in high school, and we all got those and we would go over to one another's houses. And I remember watching a new hope at my friend's house. And then we, maybe the next day we came to my house and we watched empire strikes back. And the third day we went somewhere else and watched return of the Jedi. And that whole Christmas, I remember being kind of the moment where I got really, really back into star Wars again. I was, I wouldn't say I'd grown out of star Wars. It just, I wasn't thinking about it as much in the late eighties and, and early nineties. And then once those THX tapes came out and this is around the time of air to the empire and, they started doing action figures again a few years later. That those THX tapes were really sort of what got me back into it. And I started that's when I really saw these movies in a different way. And I started looking at them, you know, from an adolescent way, not from a childlike way. And you, you notice different things when you're 13, 14 years old than you do when you're five in movies. And uh those were great. Yeah, I would have been about 11 years old around that time. And, um, you know, I've talked about before, like the first time I ever saw Star Wars probably was like, you know, I was a little before watching them on USA on a Friday night or something like that. But then I was about 11, maybe 12 years old when the THX releases came out. And um, that's when I would have gotten like back into it. And, you know, probably not too long after that around then is when I would have like started maybe reading Star Wars Insider Magazine and getting some books and some toys and things like that. So those THX releases were, were definitely huge for me. And I love the, uh, I love the covers, uh, the, the posters, the artwork for those. Um, I have the laser discs and uh, I've been meaning to, to frame those and put those up on, on the wall. Cause, um, you know, I love, I love those covers. I love that art. Oh yeah. I still love those. Those posters are great. Okay, so before we before we wrap up our conversation here, why don't you tell us about your your third Star Wars memory that you you want to share about the holidays? My third one would have been a few years later uh, when I was a senior in high school, um, full blown into Star Wars at this point. Collected action figures. Uh, the special editions were just about to come out. This is nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety seven. So that Christmas, uh, it was late nineteen ninety six. Uh, I got for Christmas, not only Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo 64, which I played, you know, many hours every day that whole winter break, but I 
also got a bunch of toys and and I I remember I, I always think about this memory because I was a senior in high school. I had two cousins who were a year younger than me, and then one cousin who was about three years younger than me. And we were all really into Star Wars at this point. I remember we went over to a big family get together with a ton of family, and we all all four of us got a bunch of Star Wars toys. And I remember thinking about it in retrospect, like what did some of my relatives must have thought that was really interesting that <laughs> we were all like. You know, I was I was literally almost an adult, you know. And my mom is and grandma are like buying me Star Wars micro machines and stuff like that for Christmas. And I, I, I'm, yeah, it's funny to me because you mentioned that you were getting those like toys and micro machines and stuff when you were like, you know, at that age or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's like it's 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 not that weird when you're a kid. Obviously, it's not weird at all when you're a kid to get like you know, toys and stuff like Star Wars toys and, and things, uh, for, for presents. And then I feel like when you're like our age, like 35 or whatever, you know, it's not too weird either, but, um, I don't know, like teenager, late teenager, maybe early twenties, like, I don't know, certain people in your life kind of look around at you like, Hey, uh, you grown out of that yet? Like, are you, are you going to be done like playing with toys or like, did you want to maybe be a grown up? Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, it's just funny because now I don't feel embarrassed at all getting like toys and things, but I probably did when I was like a teenager, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would just not want to do it because they're afraid that this is going to hinder their chances at finding, <laughs> you know, romantic people that to be romantically interested in you when you do stuff like that. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I just didn't care about that at all. I, I just realized at, at some point late in high school, like that doesn't matter at all. I'm just going to have fun and do what I like and still do. Well, I knew you were going to bring up Shadows of the Empire when you said you had multiple holiday um, memories because um, I, I know you love that book and stuff. And I, I figured you, you must have gotten some Shadow stuff for, for Christmas at some point. I got that book f- with, the, with the video game for Christmas that same year. Well, you said you got Shadow's toys too. Did you get like a Prince Shizor? I already had all the toys. Oh, yeah. We collected, we collected my, my friends and I collected those. So we were you know going to stores every day yeah. finding those. Well, for me, um, for my Star Wars holiday memories, I feel like honestly, it's more, it's more recent stuff. It's more, um, from the last few years than it is from when I was a kid. Like I was saying, there wasn't as much stuff around when I was at the key ages and things like that. I mean, I remember getting like Rogue Squadron for my GameCube because GameCube came out, um, around Christmas time. And I remember getting that, um, one holiday and playing it a bunch. So that was a good, good Star Wars memory. But really, honestly, if I think back to that time, it's probably more about the fact that I had the GameCube than it was about, you know, Rogue Squadron specifically. But for me, I think the biggest association I have, like with Star Wars and the holidays and stuff is with decorating because um, like in the last five years, probably more really, we've made it uh, um, a family tradition to listen to Christmas in the Stars while we do our decorating. And my Christmas tree is like at least probably 50% Star Wars ornaments. Um, we have Star Wars decorations like all over the house. Um, my uh, All of our Christmas stockings are Star Wars, like all four you know, people in my family, we have a Star Wars stocking and, and, uh, we listen to the Star Wars Christmas album. I have Star Wars, like little, I have like a little Darth Vader with a Santa Claus hat. And, uh, I have, um, I have like, uh, Star Wars themed Christmas lights, like little Yoda Christmas lights. And, uh, actually Yoda, Santa Yoda. I have a couple different, like little, uh, Santa Yoda tchotchke things like, uh, little figures and bobbleheads. And I have, um, I have this card that came with one of the figures that I, I put in a, a frame and, and hang on the wall, like a picture frame, um, in my house. So Santa Yoda, he's, he's all over the place, but, uh, but yeah, I just like, I have this association between Star Wars and Christmas now that I, I 
can't and don't want to separate. Like, um, I don't know. I, I look forward to pulling out all the all the seasonal uh, Star Wars decorations and memorabilia and stuff that I uh, I only have out at that time of year. But it's I don't know. It's great. Like we always end up watching a lot of the movies um, during the holiday season just because like time off of school and work and stuff. And you know now that um, Disney and Lucasfilm are releasing Star Wars movies at the holiday, it's perfect too because you know like I'll want to watch A New Hope next week or the week after before before Rogue One comes out. So that'll be cool and. Um, we've even like, we've had, we've had, uh, like marathons watching the movies with people that have never watched them before, which is cool. We did do that once. We so did do it once. We, we almost had like a little holiday party, I'd say. It was great. Yeah. We, we had food and, uh, we, we had a lot of food and holiday drinks and then we watched the Christmas special and I loved it. So we, we've done that before, although I, w- I, I can't really say it's a tradition or anything. No. Although, uh, it, it, I wish it, I wish I could say like a Star Wars holiday party every year was a tradition. That'd be, that'd be super fun. I like that idea. Um, especially now that there's like all these Star Wars Christmas sweaters and stuff being sold. There's a lot of Star Wars, like actually one of my students the other day was wearing a, uh, a t-shirt with the Ralph McQuarrie, uh, Santa Claus Yoda print on it, which I'd never seen before. And I was pretty surprised and I uh, definitely told her how cool it was, but, um, yeah, there's more, there's more Star Wars, like Christmas, uh, memorabilia and, uh, merchandise out there too. So, uh, even more reason, like new Star Wars movies coming out, more Star Wars, like Christmas themed merch and, uh, you know, tis the season, right? Let's, let's have like annual Star Wars Christmas parties. I love it. Christmas before he arrives. Because he doesn't want us to see him. Why not? Maybe he's shy. Maybe he doesn't exist. Oh, he exists, all right. I have a sighting right here in my memory bank. You mean you actually saw... Judge for yourself. It happened only last year. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shop the toy-making droids had each come to a stop. The toys and the gifts had been stacked up with care in the hope that S. Claus would himself soon be there. All over the world, children old, children young were asleep as they dreamed of the stockings they'd hung, with a smile on their faces, all snug in their beds, as visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But needing a wrench that I couldn't find, I went back to the shop, leaving R2 behind. No, R2, you were not there. I saw him all by myself. Don't listen to him. I'm telling the story. So you really haven't heard Twas the Night Before Christmas until you've heard the C-3PO version of it on um, Christmas in the Stars. So yet another reason you have to track this uh, this record down. Uh, what a great what a great retelling of uh, a night before or Twas the Night Before Christmas. I'll uh, fade back up and play a little bit more of it. And before we uh, before we chat about our final song on this album that uh, unfortunately ends all too soon and was never followed up with a, uh, a sequel. And jumping across from the sleigh to the floor was a round little man. Nothing less, nothing more. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. And I thought, can it be that S. Claus is alive? 
Why, the odds against that are 10 billion to five. So who was this creature coming so near? What should I do? Was he someone to fear? So Kevin and I are all out of holiday-themed Star Wars memories here, and we've also arrived at the final track of Christmas in the Stars. Uh, now, as so many classic records do, Christmas in the Stars ends with a ballad of epic proportions. What you may not have expected, though, is that it's a song by S. Claus, although not the S. Claus you were thinking of, most likely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Who are you? Why, I'm S. Claus, of course. Wait a minute. There is no image match with 3PO sighting. Where is the round little belly that shakes like jelly? Look, he's putting on a red suit. But where's the beard? You know, I think you have me confused with Santa Claus. I'm his son. Oh. There are far too many children in the galaxies for one clause to handle. So I help him bring toys to all the children. Do you really bring toys to all of them? Every single one. But what about droids? Will we get toys too? Yeah, what about droids? But even though you don't know it, every time you build... Well, old S-Claus is about to uh, regale us here with a really quite beautiful uh, ballad here about the true meaning of Christmas and uh, of love. It's uh, probably my least favorite song on the Star Wars Holiday album, which is uh, a little bit of a bummer. It's um, It's got some good 3PO and D2 in there, and uh, it's not bad, but, um, you know, it's, it's the one that's, like, the least memorable to me, I think. Uh, it's also eight minutes long, which um, is maybe a little more than necessary, so uh, I'm not saying it's a terrible ending to the album. It's it's cool too, um, but it's um, it's a little more of like a late 70s, early 80s, like soft rock ballad than it is like a really great Christmas song um, for me. So, um, you know, it's, it is what it is, but I'll, I'll, let you, um, I'll let you hear a little bit of it and decide for yourself and then we'll, we'll come back and wrap up here in a minute. Christmas is the feeling we get this year when we care for each other. 
Not only this year, but every year, as far back as anyone can remember. You know, I'm, I may have just talked myself into liking the meaning of Christmas more than I thought I did there. I was like listening back as I was putting it into the show and um, it kind of reminded me of Beth by Kiss, you know, like Beth, I know you're lonely. It, it reminded me of that, even though it's really, I don't know, it's not that similar, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's okay. You know what? I'm coming around. I'm coming around on the meaning of Christmas and even if I really didn't like it, which I totally... I'm I'm starting to come around. Um, the rest of the the rest of the record is so good that uh, who cares? So um, I feel like if you have not heard um, Christmas in the Stars, and I think a lot of Star Wars fans like haven't really heard it, or maybe you know if you're a longtime fan and and you remember when it came out, maybe you heard it way back then. But um, this is not something I hear talked about a lot. Um, you know, it's not a hidden gem. I'm not saying it's a secret to Star Wars fans or anything, but uh, I don't think it gets the appreciation it deserves. I, I really 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 enjoy it and. Uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've made it uh, a part of my, my holiday tradition along with my, my wife and my kids. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be part of our Christmas routine for forever. So, um, I think, uh, give it a shot, you know, try to track it down. Um, it looks like the CD is available on Amazon, although the reviews for the audio quality are pretty bad. It, I guess it's like supposed to look like a replica of the LP and um, sounds like the the album's overly compressed and maybe not the best quality but you know what if it's uh, if it's the only one available I would say grab it um, otherwise you know look for the LP or the cassettes like I guess really rare and uh, it's like going for over $70 on Amazon. So maybe you don't want the cassette, but try to track down the LP that, that you could probably find for 40 or $50 and uh, maybe that's more than you want to spend but you know what it's worth it. I didn't see it on Apple Music when I looked for it, unfortunately, so I don't think it's like on the streaming sites, but, um, you know, you can find it. I, you could find it. So uh, definitely give it a shot. It's uh, a really great album, and I think it deserves to be part of uh, any Star Wars fans holiday tradition. So that's going to wrap things up for us tonight here on the Blackade Runner. Um if you would like to contact us, you can email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our blog at blockaderunnerpodcast.com. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Podbean, on YouTube, Instagram. We're all over. But uh, check out the blog. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate, wherever you are. Have a great holiday. And um, you know what? We're going to be back very soon as Rogue One is less than two weeks away. We're almost there. Every clip I've seen, every trailer I've seen, all the photos I've seen are looking great. I'm really, really excited. And, um, you know, if we're not back next week, we will certainly be back the week after that with our reactions to Rogue One. as I watched this shy little man, what a joy to be part of his wonderful plan. Then he jumped in a flash to the seat of his sleigh, calling out to his reindeer to take him away. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. By the light of the stars on each child we will call. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. And I heard him exclaim as he sped out of sight, Merry Christmas to all! And to all, a good night.